This is Company. I'm Sky Manson. Company is a podcast produced in rural Australia, bringing together ambitious women from the bush, the cities, and all over the world. Kate Greenwood has always had an itch, an itch to make and create. But as is often the case, it took a while for her to take her urge to make things seriously. Now from her home near Molong in central New South Wales, Kate cuts, rolls and bakes fabulously colourful earrings and accessories under her label Greenwood Designs, which now boasts more than 14,000 followers on Instagram and can be found in almost any groovy and fun shop in any country town. I do have a studio, but it's actually quite cold. So I'm in the house today. You know, I, when I'm making, I actually don't, uh, I don't make actually in my, my studio. I actually generally make around my kitchen table still. Tell me all about Greenwood Designs. What What is it as a business and what do you sell? Yeah, sure. So we make design and import colourful and stylish um, affordable accessories. Um, and our goal, um, I guess, is just to make um, any woman of any age look and feel fabulous. So I, when I think of Greenwood Designs, of course, the first thing that I think of is your beautiful earrings. Is this, is that how it started? Yeah, it did. Um, so I think it's kind of going on nearly seven years ago. Um, I, look, I've always sort of had a bit of a creative outlet and um, did textile and design at school and, um to be honest, when I was about 18, I, I sort of thought that I would go down that path, but um, in the end, I didn't. Um, I went and did a, um, a comms degree in advertising and marketing, so completely different, not super, <laughs> you know, still a little bit creative, but um, not super, um, super creative. And um, so, yeah, look, about seven years ago, I was working for um, one of the big banks and um yeah, I guess I was just sort of itching to do something that was just, you know, with my hands and a little bit creative and just to give me a little bit of an outlet from kind of doing boring bank stuff, I guess. Friend was doing actually a market and said to me, why don't I come along? I made 100 pairs of these little um, colourful stud earrings, which like I still make those to um, today, but that's sort of the process and stuff has obviously evolved over time. Um made 100 pairs of little earrings, went to the market, sold, I think I sold 80 pairs that night. Amazing. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, people like these. And um, it kind of evolved really from, from there. So at that first market, did you have your branding and stuff sorted out? Did you have a, a label or did you just sell them as they were? It certainly wasn't Greenwood Designs at that point. So everything was very, um, I guess, handmade and very um it was very simple I just bought some little round cards and I actually individually stamped every card with the color of the earrings I know it's probably sounds a bit sort of kitsch but it was um you know so they were pink little studs it just said pink below it and they were in like you know a typeface really cute little stamp that's really sort of how it started and from that point onwards, how did it grow? Did it take a while or, and, or did it happen organically or did you think, oh, okay, we're going to have to push this and did you put yourself out there a bit more? Sorry, three well, questions in one. Yeah, three questions in one. Look, it certainly, look, it was probably a bit of a slow burn, I would say, and it certainly happened 
organically, I guess. Um, so the more that I made and I went and did a few little markets, obviously they sold really well. Um, there were a few little shops. I started a new Instagram account actually. And then there were a few little shops that contacted me and said, hey, I love your stuff. Um, would you be interested in um, selling your earrings um, in my my store? So that, and and I, I did. And I, so I worked- What were those I, shops? Um, so one of my first stockists was um, Tamale out at, um, they were at Millthorpe at, at, um, at that stage. Um, Belinda's store up in Yamba. Belinda's been one of my um, longest stockists. Um, and uh, gifts at Teacup up in, um, in Roma. So um, I guess, yeah, they were probably, and then I had a little, like a little shop in, um, in Molong, um, it's since closed down, um, but I used Did to you? Stock, I didn't know I that. Stock in, in there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that just, and then I guess because I was working um, three days a week um, at the bank and so all of my spare time, obviously the kids were really young then, um, so all of my spare time was kind of just made up with trying to, you know, trying to make these earrings. And um, I think really the catalyst guy was, I'd, um, I'd worked for the bank for many years and, um, and I'd loved it. And I had a really great team. I had a great role. Um, I, I used to go to Sydney once a quarter and hang out with my team. And it was kind of, you know, and that was a really lovely escape as well from having really young children. And it was something that I always, you know, used to look forward to as a bit of an outlet for me. Um, but in the end, I ended up having this really, really awful boss. And... Um, he just, you know, for what was a beautiful teen environment and, um, you know, as I said, I had a great role and I loved it. He just, um, you know, progressively made things, I guess, um, more and more difficult for me. Um, and I did actually work remotely from my team, but up until then, no one had ever had an issue with that. Um, and it had all sort of worked really well. So, in the end, I think that was really the catalyst. I used to come home to Gus and just say, I'm so unhappy. Um, he's making things really difficult for me. I'm really busy with doing all the, um, you know, making earrings and that sort of thing. And he just said to me, um, I think sometimes you need these voice of reasons. He just said, just the kids are young, like just quit. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. Um, but look, the more and more, um, it mulled over in my head, I just went, you know what I can. And, um, and I guess from there, once I'd made that decision and I did leave, um, the bank, I, I really probably worked more on that sort of, um, strategy side of things of how I was going to actually, you know, make this, um, a viable business, um, and also, allow me to kind of not go back because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go back into that kind of corporate um, type environment. I wanted to try and, you know, do run my own business and see whether I could actually, you know, make it work. So I think that that was probably the point where I was really like, hang on, I've got to, you know, I do have to probably put myself out there a little bit more. I do have to maybe make contact with a few shops um, put a bit more effort into my um, Instagram and and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, I think that's about, yeah, about five and a half years ago now. So your comms and advertising degree definitely came in handy at that point. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, I guess the only thing that I would say is when I did constant advertising, <laughs> look, it was to- it's totally old school now. Like, yeah. you know, this whole digital um, world is just completely different, I guess. But absolutely, I think, you know, those fundamental things of, you know, um, how you make contact with people, how you, um, you know, how you conduct yourself, how, you know, that whole, I guess, and, and working um, in sales for many years as well, just that whole, you know, just basically, you know, fundamentally how you treat people and, and you know, sort of the values and stuff that you want to instill in your own business. Um, and, you know, that's how, yeah, I guess that's sort of how, you know, that type of experience, is, you know, and allowed me to set my business up and, and conduct myself that way. I'm interested at that time, five years ago, when you decided to take the plunge, who inspired you? Like who was doing their own thing, um, running their business from the kitchen table at that time? Because, well, I can't really remember, but there's lots of people doing it now, but I imagine there weren't as many. No, and there really wasn't. And I think that when you ask that question, I think it was quite an isolating time, really. Um, it wasn't like it is now with, um, you know, those connections and stuff that you make through Instagram. And obviously now I'm quite close to a lot of my stockists and we, um, you know, I, I class them as my friends and, you know, and sort of partners in your business as far as, you know, chatting and floating different ideas and that sort of thing. But back kind of five years ago, it really wasn't like that. I guess I was really fortunate that um, one of my old bosses, um, who to this day I'm still really close to, he um, was, you know, was a massive supporter and, you know, I used to float a lot of different ideas off him. Um, my husband, I think, was, you know, like he he just was so encouraging, I guess, as to, just you know just have a go and let's sort of see um see what happens but you know it's only natural that you kind of have this self-doubt of you know is this going to work isn't it going to work but I just kept trying to think look the kids are young I really want to try and be able to create um a flexible work environment where I can kind of be there for them as well as um, you know, creating a business that, you know, financially was going to be um, rewarding and something that I could contribute to, to the family, I guess. And do you feel, how long did it take you to reach that point? Um, look, I always sort of had these little goals of, you know, wouldn't it be really great to be able to replicate you know, what my part-time salary was, but I, you know, and I always used to say, I really want to do that. And Gus would keep saying to me, look, you don't have to do that. And if you don't do that, it's going to be okay. But I was like, oh, no, no, that's what I'd like to do. And um, so that sort of happened, I guess, I don't know, a year and a bit into um, into doing um, what I was doing. And then I just sort of, I guess I, I have, I am quite driven and I am quite, um, you know, I do, I guess, because of my background, I do have a strong kind of um, business um, acronym that I, 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 you know, those sort of things were, I, I was always looking at that sort of side of things as well. Um, 
And that's where I guess I looked at how I was going to scale the business because fundamentally, obviously, initially when I started, it was a handmade thing um, and which I still, as I said, continue to do um, to this day. But I had to sort of think about other um, products and other um, lines I could could go down to, um, you know, design and import other things that would, excuse me, um, complement what I was offering, um, but was allowing me to kind of scale the business, I guess, a little bit. And how did you divvy that up, um, the strategy side of things and the planning side of things compared to the time around the kitchen table making with your hands? Because I probably hadn't spent, you know, five days a week or when you own your own business, <laughs> seven days a week kind yeah. of working on the business when I really decided that I wanted to make this a viable you know and this is what I was going to do I guess I did have more time so I would try and you know structure my days to have making days and then on other days I would try and you know think about different ideas and you know source different stock and um, you know just sort of try to break it into to having I guess a little bit more structure in my week prior to that it had been pretty ad hoc And how do you actually make the earrings? Has that process changed over time? Yeah, it has actually. So they're all still like the little, which are my signature earrings, I guess, are just the little um, small polymer clay, little round dots. Um, So initially I used to, um, they're all, yeah, as I said, all made by hand, all made out of polymer clay. I just used to roll little balls and press them down and they would still, back in the day, I didn't actually use um, gloves. Um, so that actually have my fingerprint and that sort of thing in the in the oh, top yeah. of them. Um, and then I would bake them and then I would glue the backs on. But as time sort of, you know, goes, goes on, um, if they get wet, the glue can break down and the backs can come off them. So um, I started um, making them with the backs enclosed. Um, in in the earrings so that um, you know just means that they last a lot longer Um, they're not you know lots of people still go to bed in their earrings they wear their earrings in the shower Um, so um, yeah just I guess that process over time I now wear gloves um, because I guess not many people really want my fingerprints (laughs) on their earrings Um, so yeah, I guess that's sort of how the, um, yeah, how the process has evolved. Have you had any baking disasters? Oh, my goodness. I have had some massive baking disasters <laughs> and it always um, tends to be when, you know, like when you're busy, you know, yeah. when you've got a lot of earrings and stuff to get out or one of the kids knock the, the oven or I've just had a brain explosion and put it on the wrong function or something. And, you know, after the 20 minutes and the buzzer goes off because they cook for 20 minutes, um, I go, oh, my God, like, and they're all burnt. They're just like <laughs> charcoal. And I'm oh, just, my God. Oh, my God, oh. Anyway, lots of deep breaths at that point and, you know, <laughs> need to go for a walk, need to calm down and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll tackle that um again but just in a in a few hours (laughs) do you love that process of the monotonous process of doing I mean I imagine you're doing hundreds and hundreds of earrings and you're doing it all by hand some people might get bored 
Yeah, look, I, do, I don't, um, because I guess now um, with the, the product offering and that sort of thing that I offer, it's not, um, it, my days are quite varied. I still do love, I, I love the fact of that it actually, I have to stop obviously and do it now I listen mm. to a podcast or I, I'm obsessed with the Olympics at the moment of course mm. so mm. the Olympics are on in the background and I guess it's just now um, as the business has sort of evolved and grown it's still it's just a really nice escape I guess. Absolutely I think I'd love a process like that I quite like the monotony of certain jobs and you can just it's a bit mindful but you're creating money at the same time in a sense well, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, look, I said, you know, yeah, when you put it, you put it like that, it is a bit of a mindfulness. But yes, you are creating, I guess, a little bit of a, you know, an, an income from it. I actually looked the other day, just out of interest, how many pairs, because obviously on your website, you can, you know, have a look at different reports and that sort of thing. And um, I think over the last year, I've made over 2000 pairs of the little round ones. And so when I sort of see that in black and white, I go, my goodness that's a lot of earrings like, totally and is it just yeah. is it still just you making them so there's I I have tried to look I've got a, a couple of girls and stuff that work for me now um and I have tried to teach um the girls to make them it's just look maybe it's because I'm a control freak as well but it just that part hasn't worked and that's okay we'll keep working at that um the part that has worked like I do have um so all of our key rings are all handmade as well so I have taught other people um other women how to make the beads and have other makers for me um now which is which is great I guess the earring side of things is just I, I think it probably does come back to it's their it's my signature piece. They're my babies. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. maybe in time I will, um, but maybe I won't. And that's okay too. Do you get sick of it? Um, some days I get sick of it. <laughs> I think, you know, in the lead up to, I think it just depends on the time of year. Like in the lead up to Christmas, it's really busy. Um, but, you know, I kind of know that there's a break and there's, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So like everything, um, you just sort of, you know, keep going and dig deep. And I do love my holiday in January. I will say that. <laughs> just breaking in here to say a huge thank you to Lydna Quality Socks for coming on board as this season's podcast sponsor. If you haven't worn Lidna quality socks yet, do your feet a favour and try them this winter or right now while this cold snap is on. I have been wearing them for days. Your toasty warm feet will thank you forever. Lidna quality socks are expertly crafted in Crookwell in New South Wales by 10th generation sock maker Andrew Lidna. And they're individually finished so that you can be assured that every sock is a real investment in quality. To shop the range, visit lidnasocks.com.au. To rewind a little bit, like, did you ever think that this would be your vocation and what you did? Have you always had a um, penchant for 
jewelry or earrings or anything creative like that? Look, I definitely, um, I've always been creative. Um, as I said, at school, I did textile and design. Um, my girlfriends used to call me the, the queen of T&D, <laughs> which they still now, I guess. I'm jealous. Doing, because I'm doing what I'm doing now. They're kind of like, they still, you know, and in, in, in it, an endearing way they're kind of like you know half paying me out but um no which is so I think that I've always sort of had I guess that fundamental stuff there when I was little my mum had her own business and you know I used to make the um the Liberty clips like where you would um sew Liberty on the top of those like little um what are they called? Oh my gosh. Combs. Yeah combs. Oh yes. I used to wrap them around um bangles and glue them and um you know I I was always sort of I guess quite like that and very interested in that sort of stuff but I guess because I as I said you know kind of in year 12 I thought about going and studying design but then in the end I went and did um you know comms and advertising and marketing I kind of just thought that that was the path I was on um and I think if it hadn't have been for this boss I had in the end, I just don't know whether I would have gone down this path. But now that I am on this path, I just sort of can't imagine doing anything else. And, you know, I love it. I It brings me so much joy. I, I love the fact that the kids are involved in the business. I love the fact that, you know, my parents help me out with little things, um, that it gives me flexibility to I don't have to ask anyone to go in and see the kids at an assembly or, you know, mm. I can finish at three and with them to all their school activities. And, you know, look, I work most nights. I work on the weekends, but that's because I want to do that. And that's what, that's what works for us and, um, and our family, not because I'm being told by my boss that, you know, I kind of have to be there and, and show up. So, yeah. So good. That's wonderful. Yeah. Living your dream. It's well, it's not even your dream, it, but it's just just works by the sounds of yeah, things. And yeah. you also get the satisfaction yes. of hard work. Yes. And absolutely. and like seeing out ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I kind of I do toy with the idea of, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, looking up this old boss of mine and saying, just sending him a little thank you note. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I never will. I never will. But, Thanks for being uh, an a-hole. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah. funny how things work out like that. Yeah, to think about um, Eye from the Bush and whether or not that was a big impact for Greenwood Designs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, firstly getting back to that whole thing of when, you know, sort of five years ago and starting around my kitchen table and, you know, Instagram and women kind of weren't, like it just wasn't as, I guess, as big a platform as it is today and how you are sort of finding those connections and reaching out to different people. And it's really created a wonderful community. I feel with, you know, the buy from the bush, that has helped me immensely as far as, yes, it's, um, it's in, you know, my exposure to different markets is just, you know, that has been amazing. But I think personally, it's it's just been so lovely to, um, you know, have those different connections with 
um, you know, people in the city, little notes that they put on their orders, little emails. Um, I think that that sort of stuff is really encouraging and has, it, it definitely, like it's just made such a difference to, I guess, my business from a dollars and cents point of view, if you want to look at it like that, but also just from a, um, so like personally, I have just got so much out of that because I think when you work by yourself, mm-hmm. things can be quite isolating and, um, you know, it's just so lovely that I'm still blown away that people will actually send you an email and, or a text or whatever, a direct message and thanking, like thanking you for sending them their order, um, and Which, of course, you would do. It's part of what you have to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For. But it's just a really lovely, I guess, validation mm-hmm. um, that what you are doing is um, is good and, and, and valued and, and just giving, you know, making people happy, which fundamentally um, makes me happy. So good. Um, what about how, how could your business continue to grow in the future? Do you like to do some new things? last year was really great I did a couple of different collaborations and I think that that's what um, you know I'm working on um, a new range of scarves at the moment I did some beautiful um, collaboration scarves with Jade um, Chandler who's a bush-based artist um, from Barcaldon in Queensland and she just does the most beautiful um, paintings and so we printed some of those onto onto scarves for Christmas last year um, and that was just yeah that was fabulous so I'm working on some um, some more of those and working with another few I'm going to work with Jade again but working with some other um, some other artists so that's sort of on the go and um, just looking at designing my own um, exclusive range of, of scarves as well at the moment so I think that that's where I want to take things moving forward um, just to have some more stuff that I guess is um when I say stuff more um accessories and um and joy that is exclusive to Greenwood Designs and whether that's um, my own designs or whether that's actually collaborating with others and, and producing a product that um we both love. So I am such a sucker for uh daily routines because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always in bed too late in the morning and I'm always looking for inspirations for people that do it better (laughs) especially mothers in business um how does your day roll about and are you a morning person or a night owl well I think that's a really good question Sky because I'm 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 the same as you I'm trying (laughs) to draw inspiration from other people Mm. and this year I've changed I used to be not get out of bed early, but this year I get out of bed early. Um, I probably haven't been great in the last couple of months because it's so cold and miserable, but I do try and get up at 5.30 and go for a walk because I find that that really does set me up for the day. And if I don't do it then, I don't do it. Um, And then I guess come back, get the kids sorted for school. My son started high school this year, so he's on a bus at 7.30, so with him to the bus come back, do the job, you know, I don't know, do some washing, clean up the kitchen, uh, whiz Livy to school. And then generally I'm home by about nine um, and it's it's into the day. Um, and then I guess I tend to sort of wrap up around three-ish, 3.30ish, depending on um, 
when I have to pick Liv up and um, then we kind of do the, the afternoon run around to all the different school activities and that sort of thing. Home, homework, dinner, it's not very exciting. <laughs> what about your evenings? Um, um, are so they I'm sacred like, or do you yeah, always? Yeah, they are, but the kids are getting older. Like I love that <laughs> 7 o'clock bedtime. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm still um, in that stage. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. Um, so, And I think that that's where I've had to change a bit too because the evenings now, like I don't have that seven o'clock and then you can kind of have your time a, a bit. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of getting progressively later for me. So um, generally by about 8.30, 9 o'clock, the, the kids are in bed. Um, and I've been trying to work less at night. So then I kind of try and watch just some mindless Yep. really bad television Good. for about an hour and then yeah look I try and go to bed about 10 sometimes I that's when I you know I get on the computer and do some stuff and I'm still up at 11 30 but I'm really trying hard not to do that so that I can get up at 5 30 and I'm now a morning person congratulations <laughs> I love that tell me about how you broke the camel's back like and and was it really hard or uh, inspire me <laughs> look it was it was hard but you you just have more energy particularly going for a walk I think you just it, it you end up having more energy and I think it was good for um I don't know the fresh air and I just think I'm a nicer person as well <laughs> I think that that maybe I'm not as cranky where so and I think having that time to myself I go for a walk, I listen to a podcast. I my husband actually comes with me as well, but sometimes we just literally don't talk. Um, and then other times we we talk the whole time. So I that's don't know. awesome. Yeah. That's so it, good. Yeah. Just try it. Just try it. Look, okay. I'm not I'm not perfect at it, but I feel better for it when I do it. I'm gonna report back. <laughs> we are in the middle of winter, but I'm not gonna let that stop me. Um Okay. That yes. is tricky. That is tricky. I will say, and you live in a very cold place, as do I, and that is tricky. But give it a whirl. Nothing that can't be healed by a shower. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And a coffee. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Plenty of those. Um, and so, how do you? Does this part of your routine tick the relaxation box for you? Like, if you're having a overwhelming, stressful day. How do you unwind a bit? Um, yes, I think that that definitely does help me manage that. Um, and I haven't probably felt um, as stressed as I have in, in the past. Some, look, sometimes I'll, I'll have a bath, but that's probably more on like a Friday evening. Love having a bath, glass of wine and um, listening to a podcast or listening. I love listening to really trashy rom-com novels. Um, so I'm, you know, I might do that. Um, but yeah, I think definitely the walking for me, particularly if I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed by, am I making the right decision? Aren't I making the right decision? I think just actually taking that time out to go for a bit of a walk and just allowing yourself a bit of time and space is, is really good for my mind and I think ultimately my stress levels, to be honest. Mm. 
Oh, I love it. That's why I ask these questions. So good. <laughs> well, Kate, um, thank you so much for for taking the time to to chat with me and tell me all about your business and how it's come together and how it's grown and how you make things work. Um, how how do we find you? Like, where where do you hang out online? Well, I've got a website, which is at www.greenwooddesigns, with an S, .com.au. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. My daughter has just signed me up to TikTok. Don't oh, expect wow. any, you know, amazing goodness from me there. But um, Liv, will, uh, Liv will continue to, to grow that little one, I would say. And um, Pinterest. So where do you hang out the most? Probably Instagram. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. You won't see me doing crazy dances on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> <Not laughs> I don't know. You never know. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kate, and um, I look forward to to watching where Greenwood Designs goes next. Great, thank you so much, Sky. I really appreciate it. Well, that was fun. I'm not going to lie. I haven't made it out of bed yet for the 5.30 a.m. walk, but I have thought about it a lot on most days. Thank you, Kate, for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you to Lidna Quality Socks, who have so generously sponsored this series of the podcast. And thank you for tuning in again and again and again. In fact, I'm really keen to get your feedback right now as I'm taking some time to reconsider the direction of this podcast and my newsletter company on Sunday. It might look like a break for the rest of the year or it might look like taking on some new topics and subjects in the new season. If you have any thoughts or as always guest suggestions, please do contact me via my website, mansonandcompany.com or drop me a line at sky underscore Manson on Instagram. Until next time, keep well and stay safe. Bye.